For those of you that have listened to this program for for any length of time, you know that every episode ends with these words. Truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world. Here's to the good days. Here's to the sorrows. If this is a mistake, I know about tomorrow. I don't want to fight no more because I don't feel the need no more, no. Just want to make it stop. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a week has just gone by. And what can we expect in the weeks to come? This has been truly one of the most unique times that I can remember in my life. But, but is it really the most unique time in history? Now, as I thought over the last couple of days and the news that I've been watching, you know, the word Ukraine comes to mind. The things happening in Canada come to mind. Uh, the economics of our world come to mind. A lot going on. And to listen to some of the talking heads in the media, you would think that what is happening in the Ukraine is the end of the world. I mean, absolutely, just simply the end of the world. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not minimizing what is happening uh, with Russia and the Ukraine and all that goes on there been trying to do a little bit of research to understand better the history of the region. And it's very complex, extremely complex. It's never really been stable for hundreds and upon hundreds of years. And so we that really don't know, and many who are talking on the television set today are, are really know very little talking heads using words like democracy. We must defend democracy and sovereign borders. Well, they don't even do it here in the United States, so why do they want to worry about it somewhere else in the world? Canada just went through, I think, a time of testing, and that testing will continue on for quite a long time. People in Canada, and and I've got to say this, I can remember being in Canada decades ago, It's become, over time, a vastly different nation. And what has been the most damaging in Canada, it's not the fact that there are generally nice people in Canada. When people become dependent upon their government for more and more things that they should be able to, well, shall we say, take care of them on their own. People become more defensive, or not all, but many become very defensive of their government and are oftentimes willing to look the other way in order to keep things status quo and normal. And a lot of that happened in Canada. I think that Justin Trudeau pushed about as far as he could. And and they're still not done, trust me. I mean, you're not hearing much about this because right now, The limited attention span of most people in the West is turned elsewhere. The limited attention span is is on the Ukraine and and Russia and sanctions. And how did we let it get this far? Why did it happen? And, of course, if you don't know the history, and it would take me 
from what I was reading in the last several days, I, I couldn't do this in in a month's worth of programs to give you the deep history of that region and its instability and in modern times some of its corruption and 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 its divisions and it's it, it is more complicated it's not just like a little homogenous nation being taken over by some uh, big mean outside country now i'm not excusing what russia is doing by any stretch of the imagination but there are more things involved than than i care to than, than we can really get into I think it's terrible what is happening. I think that Putin has no business being a warlord, and that's what he's become. But we in the United States, where I live, and much of Europe, has allowed it. We have permitted this to happen. Yeah, we did. We let it happen. We empowered Putin over the years. Up until about 2016 in the United States, 2017, not much was done when when he when uh, Putin annexed Crimea and other places. In other words, we we just got along. We tried just to look the other way. Don't make a big stink. Then during the years from 2009 until about uh, you know 2017 end of 16 a lot of people in the united states made a lot of money in ukraine some of those people as you well know were totally unqualified to make any money but they had political connections hunter biden comes to mind why would someone be paid forty thousand dollars a month or somewhat outrageous amount of dollars per month to be on a board for a gas company, though he knows nothing about the business. Well, his dad happened to be the vice president of the United States. And when the government was looking into the possible, shall we say, corruption, it was Vice President Joe Biden, who was the point man on on the Ukraine, that told authorities there, fire the prosecutor, uh, before I take off, he was happened to be in the Ukraine at the time, or this uh, basically billion dollars of aid we have on the table will fly home with me. And without quoting the way that uh, Vice President at the time, Joe Biden, said it, well, he got his way. So the Ukraine has, has had a lot of issues. And we've empowered, we've empowered Putin... Vladimir Putin, uh, to try to be a world global power. Now, now here in the United States, and a lot of people don't want to admit this, and then I want to get into some other topics that will all tie some of this together. Like I say, the situation is vastly more complicated than most of us really understand. And as I'm beginning to read and study, I'm realizing just, just how complex it really is. And and, and I, I know that the TV media is wanting you to focus on Russia, Russia, Russia again. So you don't notice how... See, listen, here's something else from an American's point of view. In one year's time, the damage to our freedom and our economy in the United States has been radical 
and unprecedented in its speed. Inflation, they claim it's only 7.5%. But on many goods and services we need every day, it's more than 7.5%. It's more like 40 and 50% on some items, 20 on others. So it is a mess. And how do we get in this mess? Bad policies coming out of a illegitimate and, shall I say, reprobate government in Washington. You get what you, what you, you know, we, we're stuck with it right now. And so we have a totally inept and incompetent leadership in Washington that is too busy worrying about transgenderism, making that the norm, and wearing face masks for little kids in schools and a corrupt, they're, they're so busy with silliness, they have no time for seriousness. Let me say that again. I want you to take that. They have, they're spending too much time on silliness and no time on seriousness. From what I can see for the past year in Washington, D.C., we are always in a response mode to the crises that seem to pop up every week. We're always behind the times. We're always working from behind, never at par or even ahead. A year ago, when the United States was energy independent, what would happen in a place like the Ukraine would have little or no effect on our economy. But because we went from being energy independent to being dependent again with our hands and hats out looking for gas and oil, well, we are now stuck with the world supply chain, which is in, which is in ruins. Vladimir Putin was counting on making a lot of money and still does from the Europeans. You had these pipelines that come from Russia down to Germany, this, this entire pipeline system. And this is what funds Russia today, the Russian Federation. And a year ago, we said, yeah, go ahead and open that second pipeline while we're closing ours down in the United States. Now, does that make any sense to give up to give up our own energy independence for no real benefit to the world or us or anybody else? Only one that benefits is going to be the Middle East or Russia. Now, before it's all over, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail about it now. It's going to be an economic mess in Europe. I I just foresee that. And it's going to steamroll into the United States. We're going to have some economic hard times. For the last couple of weeks, we've talked more about, on this program anyway, about the events in Canada, and rightfully so. A once free nation that guaranteed free speech and liberty to its people has gone full, you know, like Chinese communist, getting after those that dissent. And a lot of people just see the headline, oh, you know, Trudeau repeals the Emergency Act. But he's still going to go after the truckers. He's going to be pulling licenses and license tags and shutting a lot of these smaller operators down. 
I think that I think he's going to make a big mistake because I think that it's going to devastate their supply chain at some point in Canada. We know that during the pandemic, we had issues with our supply chains worldwide. And and now with everything going on, it, it, I, I just don't see it getting better. By the way, just a quick side note on the radio project that I'm doing here in Florida. It was right at a year ago that I made the decision to look into creating this project. And then I was finding the equipment that I needed. And the biggest part that I needed was sitting out of the country. It was in Brazil. Now, the item itself had been made in the United States, but the item I wanted was in Brazil. And the price was right, and the shipping charges were more than reasonable. But it took a while to get that process going because you know how 2021 was in terms of the pandemic and and global, well, shipping issues. I started getting nervous I as I'm trying to get all this together in in April and May of last year to make this thing happen. One of my friends sent me an email saying, you notice there, there is a shipping container shortage in Brazil. You might be waiting a long, long time. And true, I started doing some research and I was beginning to get a little bit nervous about, oh man, will this thing ever get here by the fall or by the winter? I wanted to get it toward the end of summer. And, and it became increasingly obvious the money's now been spent and I could be delayed anywhere from weeks to months on shipping. And it didn't look good. That's why I didn't talk too much about it last year because I didn't know what direction it was going to be. But all of a sudden, I got an email one day that they found space on this one ship going to New York. And they were able to fit the crates into a container that was not quite full. And, of course, the rest is is now history. The item is sitting in Florida. I think God intervened on that one because there are a lot of items that are having a hard time getting shipped globally to this day. And how that could arrive in August, not in October, November, or even now, has been something just thoroughly amazing. We live in changing times. Now, are these the worst of times? Are these are these the end times? Is this Armageddon? Is this Mark of the Beast time? Are we running a prelude, a little practice run? I have to, I pray about this stuff a lot. While we're looking at the events in the Ukraine and, and what happened in Canada, this program has talked frequently, and a lot of I'm I'm noticing some some news outlets, at least some of the conservative news outlets, actually mentioning something we talked about extensively over a year ago, and have known about for even I mean I've been aware of it for a lot more years, but it's something that didn't make the news. The good old World Economic Forum, based out of Davos, Switzerland. And, and I see it, honestly, I, I have friends that I, that I respect immensely, but I have a slightly different opinion about the World Economic Forum than even they do. I, I think it is one of the most satanic organizations uh, 
that has got a wonderful and beautiful face mask on to protect its true colors. Its history, its people, uh, how it came into being, its leadership and what they have been doing systematically for decades is one of the things that has brought this world to where it is today. And, and it's taken them a lot of time. They didn't just do it in one day or overnight. This has taken decades. When you look at many of the world leaders today, all over, including the United States, how many of these people have strong ties to the World Economic Forum? How many people have gone through their young leadership training? Recently, I was reading an article about how the World Economic Forum had had oftentimes bragged on their website, and seminars, and videos about how many people that they had control upon that are in all types of governments all over the world, including, including one young world leader that took office in 2015, Justin Trudeau. He is one of their trainees, Angela Merkel, former Chancellor of Germany, and many others around the world. They are their trainees. They are people that got their their background, their start, their their everything from the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum. Let me let me explain something, just so you understand. And this sometimes is where I see Christians differing from the worldly. Many times churches and Christians were looking for instant gratification. We're trying to build a church. Oh, it's not happening fast enough. So they go to a different church. They don't want to, they don't want to do the work. Not all, but too many. The old 80-20 rule, 80% enjoy the benefits of the work of 20%. And Christians are terrible about that in the way we do things. But see, the world the world, the spirit of this age, the spirit of Antichrist. It doesn't care if it takes a thousand years to get the job done. And everybody in the process just knows that I'm doing my part in what I'm supposed to be doing to change this world the way they think it needs to be. And so where Americans look at an election cycle and say, we got to fix it in 2022. Yeah, I've heard that. It's not going to happen. Or we'll take care of it in 2020. Well, that didn't happen. I can remember the Tea Party movement, 2000 and what was it, 2010 and 12. Yeah, what did that get us? Got us some, the House and the Senate for a while. And... But we still didn't get the presidency. I mean, if you're putting your hope in princes and the sons of men, as the Bible teaches, you're, you're wasting your time. I know we're living in precarious times. And I know a lot of people are selling books and DVDs and fear, um, saying, yep, this is it. This, this is the mark. This is it. This is, I've heard it for 30 and 40 years that this is or that is. I look at what the Bible says, and I remember, as I've read the Bible, go to Matthew, you know, start around chapter 20-something or other, and and work your way, work your way 
Start at like, like chapter 22, read chapter 23, chapter 24, chapter 25. And you'll get an idea of how the end times will play out. And I'm going to make a statement right now. And listen to me carefully. And this is one of which I will not back down. If you are listening to people that are trying to be date setters, that are trying to give you the inside scoop on the mark of the beast, the rapture, this, that, or the other. Don't pay them any attention anymore. I'll say it again, and then I'll explain why. A lot of good Christian people, and I've met them, and I've been in in ministry as part of my occupation, you know, mostly unpaid, for over 25 years. I've been in communications and broadcasting this year 50 years. I have seen a lot of books, a lot of preachers, a lot of... I can remember back in the day when it was cassettes. You remember when, you know, call our ministry today and for a gift of whatever, we will send you this cassette. And then eventually the cassette became uh, a CD and then then the CD became a DVD. Sometimes some ministries even had VHS tapes. And I, I remember being in a thrift store a number of years ago. Uh, This has got to be maybe, when I say a number of years ago, I'm talking like around the year 2000. And and I saw a a handful of VHS tapes in the bargain bin. And I, you know, at some thrift store. And they were like 10 cents a piece. And I actually spent, you know, 30 cents buying three of these things. And these were from some of the guys that were in the 1980s, maybe not barely 20 years before. With all their predictions of the end of the world, the mark of the beast, how it plays out, how you can be ahead, uh, buy my entire series, share my library with your friends and family. You've, you've heard it all before. And so I bought one of these videotapes home. I still had a VHS um player and though the quality was terrible i mean from the fact that they were high-speed dubs just awful video quality was just unbearable what was even more unbearable was the just awful message that was predicting all the end of the world in the 1980s by the early 90s and people were buying this stuff what really burns me are the number of people that wrote their charlatan books in the 70s, 80s, and 90s with predictions that all failed. I I can go to Amazon. I can go to a lot of places looking for all these books. They are in the bargain bin of theology. And I know right now, I, I, I fully understand right now, many people and are concerned. We've got a a mentally compromised individual in the highest office in the United States of America. Look at a videotape of him just a few years ago and a videotape of him today. There's a difference between slowing down a bit and being unfit. And that's what we have. He was orchestrated and packaged to the American people during a pandemic year. Had there been no pandemic in 2020, Joe Biden would never have made it to the White House for two reasons. He would never have been, he could hide off the campaign trail. 
during a pandemic. The narrative was controlled by the mainstream media. And everybody was on a hate Trump, you know, campaign here in the United States. Well, not everybody. I'm just saying the mainstream morally, intellectually, and spiritually bankrupt media like CNN, <laughs> yeah, they, it's, it's hard to find somebody that doesn't have an affair or some sexual problem at CNN these days or a problem with truth. But they're the ones that so many people watch. And especially when it comes to this situation in Ukraine, watching CNN will confuse you even more. In fact, even watching most of the conservative news, they're still scratching at the surface. They're not getting into the true depth of the story. And it's just, and I can understand why. We in the United States are so ignorant of the world, we don't understand the history that's gone back hundreds upon hundreds of years. How many times that nation or parts of it have been with us, one country or another, invasions? It, it, it is a real checkerboard history, the likes which you have never seen before in your life. And so I get it. Right now, if you are in the fear business, just like you know the pandemic business, if you're in the theological fear business, what a time to, to run a ministry or an organization between the pandemic. And, and look, there are real things going on to be concerned about. I was mentioning World Economic Forum. They are full believers in a digital currency. They firmly believe that nobody really should own anything in this world. That somehow the benevolent governments of the world provide you with the things that you need and you basically, well, you're at the mercy of the government for your place to live, that they should decide where you should be, by the way, too. Uh, your basic income, your basic needs, your basic health care, and how far you're allowed to go. They're true believers in that. And they really want to see it implemented like by... Oh, by 2030 or so, only eight years away. Well, this pandemic and our world situation, our economic mess right now, all it serves to do is move them another step closer. Now, some people are saying, aha, and I was reading this headline just, I think it was on Thursday or, yeah, Thursday this past week. The World Economic Forum will usher in the mark of the beast. That's what the headline said. Of course, that same publication said the vaccine will usher in the mark of the beast. That same publication 20 years ago talked about credit cards. Before that, there was always something that was going to be the mark of the beast. And how many people keep buying into this stuff? Look, I don't want you to to not be aware of what's going on. I want to share with you a couple of things from the scripture. We need to understand that throughout the time since, since Christ ascended into heaven and the church was established in Jerusalem on what we now call Pentecost and the apostles were empowered by the Holy Spirit, we have been in a constant and never-ending battle with the spirit, with the spirit of Antichrist. If you think Antichrist is just something that is coming somewhere down the road, you are not reading what the Bible is teaching. The person of the Antichrist will appear. 
But the spirit of Antichrist is here, has been here for a long, long time. The spirit of Antichrist is what explains Nazi Germany. The spirit of Antichrist explains a lot of our history over the past 2,000 years. The cruelty, the inhumanity, the stupidity, the blindness, the ignorance. And over these 2,000 years, people have been led astray and believe the lie. And God promises in his word, we've seen it, that to them they give he gives the mass delusion. The only thing different today than 30 years ago is our speed of communications to see how fast things can happen. The spirit of Antichrist is here. Now, I want to get into some of this stuff that is concerning. Um, like I say, Canada can, you know, pretend the game, oh, emergency, whatever is over. No, it's not over. It's still going on, you know, but it's going to come, it's taking a different form today. That's the only difference. It is taking a different form. They're still going to come after those that speak against the government. And unless people rise up and take their freedoms back, it's going to get worse. But then again, in Canada, it's harder because there, too many people are still too dependent upon government hands, handouts. You know, you've got a national health care system. You've got a national this, a national that. And a lot of people, This, think about it. People born, let's say, 50 years ago or less, that's all they've ever known. What do you mean I'd have to take care of my own health? That's all I've ever known. Back during the Second World War, Germany was well on its way to giving all those same free things to their people. And once you're dependent upon the government, and once the government operates the schools, the government within a generation, well, it has control of the majority, and the majority will back even tyrants. I got a lot more I want to share. I didn't even think I was going to go in this direction. I've got things sitting in front of me that I've been saving up, and I haven't even gotten to them yet. But I want you to have peace in your heart about the unstable situation in the world today. Everything is playing out as God has ordained from the the foundations of time. There is nothing you and I can do to change the course of God's prophetic word. Chasing after, is this the mark or that the mark, is a waste of your time. Understanding the earmarks of how the beast system has always worked and wants to work on a global scale is not a bad thing to understand. You need to. Now, I got a lot more on the other side, and I don't want you to go away. We are getting close, and I'll tell you when we get back from the break where we stand on the project I'm working on. But we're getting close, and I, I need your prayers for my health, my strength, and everything else in these last week or two or three of finishing the project. Radio airtime is now coming due, and if you can help us, I'd appreciate it. If you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, that's Ancient Word Radio, and mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. 
And then we have a secure box number, number 3248, 3248. That's 3248. The city is Crestview, one word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again is 32536. Also, when I come back, I'm going to give you a little preview of some things that I've been praying about, some things that are beginning to come online, and things, just just a lot of good stuff to share. You really don't want to miss the second half of this weekend edition. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Crash Course, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, God's word tells us to do something when adversity comes, and that is rejoice. Rejoice in adversity. Look what Paul says to the believers in Macedonia. Second Corinthians Eight, he says, he says, you want, you, we want you to know about the grace God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy. See, the sign of grace of God was that their, their, through their trial, severe, they had overflowing joy. Rejoice in adversity. Now it's hard, I know. When you're going through tough times, it's hard to rejoice. When the IRS tells you they're going to order you, it's hard to rejoice. When you honk your car and yell at the guy ahead of you and for going slow and cut him off and turns out it's an undercover policeman, it's hard to rejoice. When you invest all your money in a bank and one day it says out of business, it's hard to rejoice. But the Bible says rejoice in all things, especially in the things that are hard to rejoice in. Consider it pure joy. Rejoice in adversity. Why? Well, you ever walk in deep snow? It's hard to walk. It's much harder than when you, when you were walking. But when you come out of it, walking is a breeze. It's a joy, as if you had more power than you ever did. The same with rejoicing in trouble. When you rejoice in hard times, when you get out of it, when you can praise God, you grow stronger in every area. It's like, think of it, adversity is like a crash course in in growing in the Lord, intensive training. Every challenge is a test. It's more, can be more powerful than a sermon. You know, every challenge is, is going to make you strong. So rejoice today. Rejoice in the hard times and your rejoicing will get strong. You see, and when you're through, how much more joy you'll have, your faith and your joy will overcome the world. Want more? Ask for how to stay cool. Now, the free gift for you. What have you discovered where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, newly revealed ancient discovery, just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors, it's our free gift to you. And sapphires, deadly spiritual vitamins to revitalize your walk or a free New Testament. How do you get this all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will receive your free gifts. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples of the world. It's amazing. Imagine you could cover the earth with the knowledge of salvation. Well, in shortwave radio, you can get pretty close. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111. Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Rejoice, my friend, in Messiah. Tikvatenu our hope. is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. 
and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. A couple of very good, quick updates that I want to give you. In the background, I'm working on a lot of stuff, and my wife says I'm taking on too much, and I probably am. But let me explain why I do it. Number one, it's not that I want to uh, have this big kingdom of some some sort. I don't. Uh, I just feel very led by God to be building up certain things, some of them small, some of them bigger than others, that will go beyond me. In other words, if our Lord should tarry, a lot of people are thinking, oh, the mark is here, it's all over, and and you stop working for the cause of Christ, and you're beginning to hunker down with your survival food, well, when's the work going to get done? I, I read in the Bible, and I'll share it just in a moment, what the Lord says about all this, and too many Christians are doing it wrong. We live in uncertain times. If you lived in, I don't know, Poland in 1939, they were uncertain times. If you lived in the United States, in Pennsylvania or Virginia in the, like 1860-whatever it was, they were uncertain times. The world has seen uncertain times, Second World War, First World War, the Cold War. A lot of nations have seen a lot worse than we're going to be seeing in the next several weeks. We may pay an economic price, and the world always has. I'm not minimizing any of this stuff. Don't get me wrong. Now, some of the ministries that I'm working on right now, that I'm trying to get together, not that I want to run them, I'm just getting them started. Um, I've got two music channels right now, and I'm trying to figure the best way to get them to work. I've got to rebuild one site. won't take me too long. A couple of decisions to make. I started years ago. This is where the term ancient word radio comes from, a ministry. This guy's got to go back, oh, let's see, five years. And it was a simple online, very traditional, sacred music channel. A lot of people may call it a bit on the highbrow side, but... I did that. I just felt there's like nobody really playing it. Recently, I've added another channel. Um, This is just audio streaming. It's in its infancy, so there are still some mistakes. There's still some technical problems to work out, and it's going to be at least a month before I have time to deal with it. But if you'd like to take a sneak preview, and the website is very basic, but it's there. If you go to hymnclassics.com, H-Y-M-N, like, you know, hymns, hymnclassics.com, hymnclassics, with an S, hymnclassics.com, you'll find out that there is some music you can listen to, for free, I might add. And Ancient Word Radio gives you sacred. And I've got another channel in the back of my mind that I'm working on as we speak, and I it, it'll come together in God's time. I'm doing all this because I don't want these things on the big platforms. We've talked about that before, the danger of having too much of what you're doing on the big tech tyrant platforms. When you have a lot of small targets, whether it's for teaching, whether it's for music, sharing, um, uh, sharing our testimonies, whatever the case may be, you don't want to be the big target even this radio program, it's it's not on the map of most of the tech tyrants yet. 
Someday it might. So we are still enjoying the fact that we are heard as a podcast on multiple platforms. Though that day could change. If you're acting today like, ooh, ooh, there's the mark of the beast. Ooh, ooh, we need to do this, need to do that. Let me remind you of what Jesus said. Matthew 24, listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. His disciples were saying, so how, how, how will we know when the end of the world is here? And he says, beginning in verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars, and rumors of wars, and see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Now, just look over the history of the last 2,000 years. War, war, more war. And now wars for money. Are you are you listening? For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And then Jesus also reminds us there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And what does Jesus say? Does he say this is the end? No, he says it's just the beginning. This is just the beginning of sorrows. See, we're only beginning to see it in, in, quote, the free world these days. You know, when pastors were being arrested because they were holding church. And a lot of what I call secular Canadians and Americans were cheering it. Yes, the virus is going to kill us. And though churches are super spreaders, we must shut them down. As they're just spitting their words out. This virus, I have no doubt, has been overblown, overused, overhyped. We've blamed deaths on it that were not from the virus. Huge numbers. We have put little children in fear for no apparent reason. And we've used it to control the economy, to bring in eventually a digital currency, a digital ID, and we get one step closer to the world that would accept the mark of the beast. The beast, by the way, is not here yet. His mark is going to come after he gets here. So be careful with some of these phony theologians selling you books, DVDs, and whatever it is they're peddling these days. See, what Jesus says is going to happen in verse 9, then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Too many Christians don't want to be hated. They want to be accepted by by Facebook. They want to be accepted by Twitter. Oh, give it up. They want to be accepted by the lunatics in charge of public education that don't believe in God, that believe in transgenderism, that believe your children belong to them. And it said, and then many will be offended. They'll betray one another, and they shall hate one another. Now listen to this carefully. Verse 11. Listen to this verse carefully. And many, let me say it again, and many false prophets will rise and deceive many. 
I'm telling you, the United States is probably one of the breeding grounds for false prophets. We have more ministries that that are putting out more theological stupidity and nonsense than I can begin to, to imagine. Over the last 150, 200 years, literally, we have seen one false prophet rise, deceive many, after another, predicting the end of the world in the 1800s, predicting it by the year 1900, predicting it by the year of 19-whatever, and then others in my lifetime, in my young Christian walk, I'm being, I am being inundated with the, the quote, great theologians and, mu- and music of my time. And we're being told that because of this, because of that, because of the other, that by April of 1988, the world is going to come to an end and Jesus will return <laughs> in 88. And, and all over the radio dial, AM, FM, shortwave, podcast, take your choice. There are all these theologians, some current ones, some that have been gone for a while, and and they preach this stuff, and they celebrate this stuff, and it's not even correct. And they deceive many. You know, I've met people that have followed some of these cultist that's what they are they're cultist i talk a lot on this program hear me carefully about christian community the biblical version of christian community not the warped version that many of these characters are are trying to sell you christians are in this world but not of it christians live in their homes they, they do their jobs, and they get together to meet and to worship on a regular basis. They care for one another. But too many people believe that that means that we all just leave our jobs and run to the hills and live in a commune wearing our white robes, waiting for Jesus to come, and having our, our you know, pat ourselves in the back celebrations and worship services, just shouting the glory and what have you, that we got it figured out and the world doesn't, and the only way you'll get it figured out is to sell out everything and move in with us. That kind of cult activity has been going on for ages, years, hundreds of years, centuries. Many people followed one guy way back in the 1800s, made a very very tangible cause that why Jesus is coming real soon. So everybody sold everything they had, gave it to their leader, and off they went, only to find out that he was wrong. Now what? The greatest, listen to me carefully, listen carefully. The greatest tool the enemy has against the church is to divert your attention from the job that God has called you to do. When you get so tied up in the end times, the mark of the beast, and the this and the that, yeah, we can look at the signs of his coming. He could be here this afternoon. He could be here tomorrow. He could be here next next week or a century from now. I don't know. Anybody that says they know is a liar. The Bible says they're a liar. 
So why do people listen to liars that keep predicting the end of the world and trying to set dates or or months? Yeah, their excuses. Well, I didn't set the date. I just said it was going to be September of. It just never ends, and people fall for it. So what are they doing? Are they worrying about building a church? No, because the end of the world is here. No need to build. Are they busy sharing the gospel? No, we're busy getting our prepper supplies uh, in case it's a mid-trib rapture. I mean, all this stuff makes the church look stupid. Stupid. Filled with fools. You know, let me continue in Matthew 24, verse 13. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall, not will, not maybe, not will maybe, it shall be preached into all the world for a witness unto all nation, and then the end shall come. And I can read here in verse 15, when ye therefore see the ammunition of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it just, we, we know when the time comes that we'll know when to go. But until that point gets here, We need to be working until Jesus comes. There are going to be some terrible times, the likes the world has never seen. It's going to make World War II look like a walk in the park. It's going to make anything this world has ever seen since its founding, its creation, look like a walk in the park. Right now, we have a lot of foolish people that are unprepared. If you skip over to chapter 25, Jesus shares the parable of the ten virgins. You know, five that were wise, five that were foolish, five that were prepared, had extra oil, five that, well, the oil ran out before the the bridegroom showed up. When people have you convinced that this is the end of the world, here's the Christ, there's the Christ, this is the sign, this is the mark, this is the whatever, when you're too busy chasing after that kind of stuff, You're not doing the kingdom any good on this earth. If you learn nothing from this program today, and I didn't even expect this, I had all this other material ready to go. I really did. And somehow I'm realizing, you know, something else. Watch therefore. This is, I'm going to go back to chapter 24 here. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known what watch the thief would come, he would would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Do you follow? Stop following date setters. Stop trying to get inside super secret knowledge of the mark the day of the rapture, the day that he comes. Stop it. This is, I'm going to tell you, this is how the church becomes ineffectual. It's busy doing everything except what it's called to do, to share the gospel, to care for one another, 
to bring more people into the kingdom. And this is the problem as I see it right now that has to be dealt with. The Ukraine is going to be a mess. Our economies are going to be a mess. The world is not getting better. It's just getting closer to the end. And if all you're doing is hiding in your, behind your four walls if you can meet again as a church or on Zoom or online nonsense, if all you're doing is keeping a club waiting till Jesus comes and not sharing the good news with others, then why are you even gathering as a church? Why? That's why there's so many ministries that I want to help launch to literally hand off to other people. Just give them away. Someday this program is going to come to an end or it'll be given to somebody else to do. I don't know. Only time will tell. But right now, my job is to work till Jesus comes, to invest in his kingdom. We put a lot into this project that I'm working on here in Florida of our personal funds and time, a lot of it. And I'm doing it because I feel the strongness of God's calling that we're coming to a time when these means of communications are going to be extremely valuable. Here's what I do know. I serve a God who is faithful, who has been there in the good times and the bad. Here is one of my favorite hymns that reminds us of that promise. Oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home under the shadow. Sufficient is thine arm alone, and our defense is sure. Before the hills in order stood, or earth received her frame. From everlasting thou art God, to endless years the same. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. What a wonderful rendition of one of my favorite hymns. Oh God, our help in ages past. You know, between my two music sites, you'll probably hear that hymn in one version or another. One is ancientwordradio.com. One is hymnclassics.com. Hope you can find them. They're still under construction, a lot of work yet to be done. But you might as well get a little sneak preview. 
Before I shared that that wonderful piece of music, I was sharing with you just some some selections from the book of Matthew. You know, basically like Matthew, you know, 21, 22, all the way through 25. And in chapter 25, and this just hit me as I was reading and listening to the music. And I want you to put this in perspective. Remember, when you are not doing the work that that God has called you to do, you become an impediment to the kingdom. You're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. That's what I've been trying to get through, through to you. When you're busy going from prophecy conference to prophecy conference, nothing wrong with them, but that's all you do is seek your own internal knowledge. You are no longer effective for the cause of Christ. You've been sidelined from the work. Jesus also shares in Matthew 25, the kingdom of heaven is like a a man traveling into a far country who called his servants and delivered them his goods. Remember, you know, he said, here, I'm going to give each of you a part of my goods, and I want you to take care of them and invest them. And to one he gave five talents, that's just another two, and to another one. Uh, To every man according to his ability, and straightway he took his journey. When he came back, he wanted to find out how everybody did. And the guy that had the ten talents had invested in, I mean, five talents, now it was ten. And... But, you know, the, the one guy, and I want you to remember this. I'm going to jump right to this. The one guy that took the talent he was given, and he buried it. I didn't want my master to be mad if I lost it. He lost everything. He didn't even try. And when you're being sidelined in things that, are, that become more important than the cause of Christ and the mission and the ministry of his church... Look, look how many people walked away from their church because of the pandemic. I know of a church, I'm not going to say where, that finally gave up. Uh, They had been around for 10 years struggling. They were beginning to grow, but the pandemic did them in because people were more afraid of the virus than having fear in God. We're going to pick up on this topic a lot next week. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider helping us with the airtime bill? It is due. And you can mail a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code in Crestview, Florida is 32536. Now, until next week, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.